I remember when we were strong. Back in the days before King Tenebrae and his royal guard, and the people of Amosran took up their own arms for fun and profit. Before all that, air was just us. The Viridian Outriders. We kept the roads and trails safe and secure, with homes and forts scattered about and locales civilized and not. Time passed, and we have been replaced. And yet, I hear the rumblings and murmurs of the roads being less safe than they had been. Monsters sniffing around in smaller towns and magic acting oddly. Who knows? Maybe we'll be needed again. Hello, and welcome back to another path. My name is Chase, and I remain your GM. Today, the Outriders and Brother Lobazon descend into the subterranean city and start their hunt for the source of the mysterious light. Thank you to our backers, Christina, San, and Carlin for their support. If you like what you hear, consider donating to us at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, and maybe try checking out some of the other shows on the network. But with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. Alexi Tate motions you all into another hand-powered elevator, and you're, once again, lowered into the city. Looking around, you can see a wide variety of people helping. Some are from the university. Outriders, of course, are there. Uh, You even see a couple of Kingsguard present as well. All of them are set up along the high ridges and walls of the cavern itself, looking down into that oddly constructed city. You can tell that the protection will only go so far. There is a clearly demarcated line set by a lamppost that would not be out of place in the seat itself. You know that once you venture beyond the light of the lamppost, you're on your own. With, with this top-down view of the city, is yes. there, is, how much of the city is sort of visible as we're going down, particularly with these lights? You can see a good bit of it. Um, it seems to stretch out a solid ways into the cavern itself. Um, you would be able to cross the whole thing unimpeded in probably about an hour and a half or so. If you were just kind of walking through at a leisurely pace. Is the layout more geometric or more biological or is it? Uh, give me an insight check. That's a great question. How about a religion check? Can I, can I, can I do that? No. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, no. that's 20. Oh, dang. Oh, okay. Hey! Go. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Low buzz on. Low buzz on. With a, with a 20, the actual layout of the city is fairly organic. It looks like this area was built to fit the cavern itself. And the streets do kind of curve and bend and wind in such a way uh, that it looks like planning was not a huge element of the city's construction other than wanting things to fit to the cavern itself. I'll Um, point this out to my comrades. Oh, that is a good spot there, brother. Um, Hmm. It's... Speaks to uh, maybe one with nature for the civilization or not wanting to disrupt the natural order of things, possibly, or maybe less advanced when they started. Who knows? Interesting. Maybe it's just about sort of 
not trying to cram a square peg through a circular hole. You know, you can work with the space you got. It's functional. Taking advantage of what's already there. Well, um, this looks like it could uh, get interesting real quick. So before we go much farther, uh, Cecil pulls their wand out, uh, spins it on his wrist. Um, the clock appears above his hand and uh, three little moats shoot out into uh, himself, into Arabin, and into Lehman. Sorry, Griff, I can only pick three. Uh, I cast Aid, so that is uh, max hit points up by five. Uh, and uh, Not temp, max hit points up by five. And then you get, get those five hit points. Lasts for eight hours, no concentration. I feel vigorous. Arabin's like, yeah. He unclips the staff from his belt. Throws it on the ground. Vivios. And crunch wrap springs to life. Uh, basically what happened is I, I threw down this wooden staff of a snake and it turned into a giant constrictor snake. And you did hear that correctly. Its name is Crunchwrap. He he is a very special boy. We need every bit we can get, I'm sure. Um, Harper, will your, um, your enchantments, will they wear off if uh, they enter the top? That's a good question. Um, I don't really want to find out the hard way, but I don't know that I want to find out right now either. I would wager they would. Um, what I do is certainly akin to magic. It would certainly, it's certainly more magic than it is not magic. So all of while there's a good amount of like engineering and craftsmanship that goes into what I do, there's certainly a little bit extra, and I'm sure that little bit extra would probably falter in within That's the fair. top. Yes, yes. Like, my spear will still be a spear, and it'll still be sharp. It just won't have the sort of bells and whistles, as it were. Hmm. Well, let's... Uh, honestly, if we decide to use the top, we'll probably have larger problems on our hands than just, you know, wanting to use the shell phone. Harper has one shell phone. Who has the other one? I believe I have the other one, unless someone would prefer it. No, that's uh, fine. Um, uh, that Cecil kind of puts their hand up and says, "No, that's fine. You'll you use it. Oh, it doesn't. Technology doesn't suit me. Cecil doesn't know how it works. That's not true. I know that Harper's magic makes it work. Hey, what's everybody's passive perception? Twelve. Nine. Nine. <laughs> Ignis's is sixteen. Oh no, it's fifteen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's fifteen. Mm-hmm. Passive perception is eleven. It would be hard to miss this because I rolled a four and a five. Oh, hey, Harper noticed it. Yeah. And that's because the approximations do have a negative to dexterity. Uh Oh, as you are all softly bickering to each other as you make your way (laughs) to the rude. uh, I should say as the the outriders are softly bickering (laughs) as you approach this building uh, two odd undulating forms exit a nearby alley. Um, Brother Lobazon, this is the first time you have truly encountered these approximations, and they are as unsettling as one, uh, as everyone has made them out to be. Medium sized forms vaguely humanoid shape but never maintaining a form for more than a second or two at a time heads with vacant 
gaping eye sockets that immediately give way to a singular large one, which give way to a blank face. Color ebbs and flows, running like ink in water. And hands that seem to reach out, but to only to be pulled back and replaced with a paw, to be replaced with a talon. And these things lurch out of an alley and begin to move forward. I need everybody to roll initiative. God, I hate them so much. Hey, Chase. Yeah. Uh, When I've used Crunchwrap before, we just had him act under, like, after my turn. Mm -hmm. Um, But the rule, the writing says it acts on its own initiative. Should I roll a separate initiative for him? Please do. Okay. Okay, who got above a 15? 19, yes. Okay, does anybody beat a 19? No. Uh, I also had a 19 for Arabin, and Crunchwrap had a 21. Whoa! Okay. Crunchy's going first. <laughs> okay, Arabin and Brother Lobazon will be acting on the same initiative. And uh, Harper, what did you have? 16. And uh, Cecil, what did you get? Six. There it is. Sorcerer speed. Sorcerer mm-hmm. speed in the back where I would like to be. Yes. Um, excellent. That is going to start us off with Crunchwrap. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so they're they are uh within 30 feet, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh so Crunchwrap at my um mental command is going to mm-hmm. go up to one of them and use constrict. Okay. And that would be an 18. Go ahead and roll damage. Okay, so that would be um, 11. Mm-hmm. And that target is restrained. Excellent. Crunchwrap goes and wraps around this one. Um, it appears to be very unhappy with the current situation. Um, but it is still up. And that will take us to Arabin. I will go and attack the uh, the one that is being restrained by Crunchwrap. Okay. So that is going to be a 22 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. So that's going to be 9. Okay. And it's still up? No. That is it exactly. Hey! Okay. Where is the other one in... in- um, it... It's about, like, ten feet away from you. Okay, I'm gonna go to that one then and uh, hit it with my second attack. So you already moved- what's- how much speed do you have? Thirty. So you moved thirty to get to it. Oh, I didn't know it was exactly thirty feet away. Yeah, it was thirty feet out. (laughs) Okay. Then that is my turn. Brother Lobazon, you are up. Uh, all right. Uh, with with more speed than you would expect a gnome to to sort of uh, move with, uh, Lobazon's going to kind of move into sort of the sh- I guess the shadow of the uh, <laughs> the headlights, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and in the same action, pull out a longbow uh, and fire two shots into the still standing archer. Do Woo-hoo! it. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's going to be a sixteen followed mm-hmm. by a nineteen. Uh, both will hit. Nice. All right. And that is uh, 11 and 6 damage piercing. 11 and 6. Okay. 
Uh, it's still up. You can see this thing's form rocks as the arrows land in its chest. A chest that very quickly gives way to something that looks like armor, that gives way to something that looks more bestial. That oh, continues. Oh, I forgot that I have a third attack because of my ambusher ability. So oh. uh, that's actually going to be a, a 26. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> my guy's a gloom stalker. Uh, wink. Uh, for 12 damage altogether. Incredible. Uh, you see this thing is barely holding on to its form. Harper, you're up. Um, seeing these things drop with relative ease, like Harper was fully committed to uh, charging on Ignis. Mm-hmm. Um, but now seeing this and seeing like Brother Lobazon just like pepper this thing with arrows, I'm going to ride Ignis 40 feet up to the... Is the body of the first one still... It's the same round. Body of the first one still... I would like yep. to try to get a sample if I can. Sure. And use my turn Absolutely. to try to get a sample. Yeah, go for it. Um, awesome. Give me a give me a sleight of hand. All right. Natural twenty. Okay. Yeah. You roll up. You get a you get a healthy dose this nice. time. You see, like as I this the thing vials. Exactly. <laughs> you came ready this time. Nice. Just a growler full of goo. <laughs> oh god. Oh. Yo, ice are brewing. <laughs> That's a you know that is like a that's a seltzer that they brew thick. It's a somehow. It's a frozen beer. A slushy, a margarita. Yeah, it's, it's a margarita. A margarita. Gross. Love it. Margarita. Uh, margarita. And that's that's that'll be just me and Ignis. I think yeah. Cecil can probably wrap this one up. But first, we do have the approximation. I forgot they the, got turns. Whoops. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> believe it or not. Remember when I said turns. that Harper has ADHD? So does Griffin. So um, <laughs> Harper was seriously like, ooh, now's my time. <laughs> Brother Lobazon, make me a dexterity saving throw, please. Oh, it doesn't matter. I was about to say, is this magic? But it doesn't matter. Uh, ooh, that's an eight. <laughs> an eight is not going to cut it. No, it's not. Bye-bye, extra hit points. You see this thing flick a piece of its form at you, and a weird black and white flame erupts around you and deals you nine necrotic damage as it uses its abhorrent flame ability. Gross. Very. Yuck. Uh, that is going to take us to the bottom of the round. Mixter Styles. Stepping up to the mic. <laughs> it just takes two steps to the right to get a clear shot around. Harper pulls out the wand, and I'm just going to fire bolt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 to hit. Done. Cool. I get to roll some D10s. That's going to be 14 points of fire damage, because we're level 5 now. How do you want to do this? Uh, just uh, just a gunshot of flames right between the eyeballs <laughs> would be great. It forms something closer to eyes than you typically see out of these things, right as the light of the fire strikes it in the head, and it dissolves at your feet. Delightful. Can I immediately make a perception check to hear if there's more coming? Please. Is any of that necrotic material on my person that can be sort of examined? There is not. It looks like it was more of a magic effect. Okay. Uh, That would be a 19 perception. 
19. You're not seeing anything coming your way. Um, it looks like this may have been a lone, you know, pair that was some doing something akin to a patrol, but that would apply way more intention than you've been led to believe these things have. Right. I just kind of put my hand up for a second and be like, hey, let's be quiet for a second. Just one second. All right. I don't hear anything else. Ooh. Well done, all. That was uh, fairly speedy and quiet. Looking back where they've come, is there mm-hmm. any kind of trace? Is there any? Do they leave any kind of gouges, any sort of residue? You're not seeing anything. Certainly not on like a casual inspection. It doesn't look like um, they leave much behind. And even looking at where their forms were as you are beginning to collect yourselves and put yourselves back together, these things seem to be evaporating with a quickness. Um, It seems like the only way, uh, and you can just kind of put this together, the only way to really hold on to elements of it is to have a fully contained vessel like Harper's Vials. All right, I got a big one this time. So are they responding then to the air around it? I don't really know. Um, I've only got the chance to test one other sample before, and those tests are all magical more than uh i suppose scientific in nature so could it be that they don't evaporate but rather reabsorb into the world down here it's possible we just don't know we don't know we don't know how they're made where they come from let alone what happens to them when their life force is extinguished do we even know if that's is that organic what you've got there do we even know that? Uh, organic, synthetic, co- magically conjured, uh, could be anything. Now, now that I've seen this thing, based on sort of the previous research I did, mm-hmm. and uh, and just my my background with aberrations, sure. Anything? It is. Does does anything click? Does anything like? You know, am I seeing any sort of parallels, uh, um, or is this wholly at this point wholly novel? Give me an Arcana check. And give, you know, you can have that at advantage. Uh, Yay. Because I did, I did say that last time, anything related to your research. <laughs> Always be researching. Always be Always researching. Always be researching. That's a 13. That's a 7. So. 13. Uh, with a 13, this, it feels like it has elements of a lot of different things. The evaporation, that feels like it's got a hint of fey going on there uh you did that research into the uh the tales of fey ancestry and fey power and how that can translate and evaporate in ways but at the same time this also feels somehow grounded something of this world particularly with the that spell that necrotic fire that feels uh, Give me a religion check. Hey. It's time. Hey. <laughs> That's, well, it was time. That's an, uh, uh, an 11. With an 11, you know that fire holds a place in many, many religions. And this somehow feels like a perversion of that. You can't really get anything beyond that, though. It feels like this is something of this world that has been twisted. But beyond that, you're really not getting much. So Lobazon will sort of relay this information. Lobazon's not keeping anything secret just mm-hmm. for a meta. Yeah. Uh, but the way he sort of relays it has like slight 
YouTube science uh, video kind of like quality. Like, you know, you might find this interesting. Not quite, t- not, not quite TED Talk smarm, but just like, did you know? <laughs> I love the te- TED Talk smarm. Is Brother Lobazon just Hank Green? I mean, and he doesn't have the like that manic gleefulness. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, it's not it's not DeGrasse Tyson smarm. It's 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 PBS eons. If you know mm. that vibe, oh, that okay. just <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. It once rained for one million years, and here's how. <laughs> Phenomenal. The ancient I... Egyptians believed the most significant thing you could do in your life was die. <laughs> Speaking of dying, Chase, I, I don't Save suppose her. I don't suppose anything in the discussions of fire. Obviously, mine's a bit more practical than religious. My my, mm-hmm. my predilections to fire. Um, but any any roles warranted there? Anything that I know of coming to mind? Are you trained in religion? I am not. I am trained in arcana and investigation. Okay. Then, no. Cheers. For specifically what Brother Lobazon was picking up on, you would need to be trained in religion. Totally valid. As you make your way through the city, eventually you do... Pretty quickly, actually, after your encounter with the approximations, find yourselves at the source of one of these motes of light connecting to the center of the city. It's about six stories tall. You are looking up at this massive tower that seems to spiral up. And as you near the three of you, once again, you see, but Brother Lobazon, this might be the first time that you actually get a really good look at this material that is building this tower. It's hard to tell exactly what's going on because it is this weird flat stone. But as you near it, you can see there are these weird irregular fractal patterns that seem to actually comprise the structure itself. It looks like it is all formed out of this single structure or this single type of material. Just to clarify right now, the tower itself is inaccessible because it's surrounded by the Dome of Light? No. no. So the top of the tower is surrounded by the dome, by oh, that Dome of Light. I see, I see. This first floor, um, there is a door that is wide open. I would like to try to take some samples of this material itself while we're here, sure. if we have a second. Yeah. Um, um, what do you have to assist you in doing this? Um, I'd like to do two things. I'd like to c- try to take like a rubbing of okay. this fractal pattern. Yeah. Um, so that I have that as a reference, a visual reference. And mm-hmm. then um, can I do just like a cursory investigation of the tower? Like, obviously, there's some alien. Um, mm-hmm. You described this place before as like alien geometry and like architecture mm-hmm. and whatnot. I would like yes. to do a cursory, like structural analysis of the tower that like if I take one piece off of it, the entire tower won't collapse because this is just weird enough that that's a thing that might happen. Absolutely. Yeah, you can go ahead. Um, the charcoal rubbing, just go ahead and put it on your sheet. That cool. is easy enough. I, you've got enough soot from Ignis. You can mm. make that happen. No I literally t- <laughs> I reach into his nose and I pull out a piece of charcoal. <laughs> Don't worry, about it. Don't worry about it. I don't know if that's it. gross or cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's really 50-50 with Ignis. Uh-huh. Brother Lobazon has, has, has a little book that he every now and then just makes little like kind of marks and things in. And just there's just a quick... 
Excellent. Um, but yeah, is this an investigation check? Yes, it is. That's good. That's a uh, an 18 plus 7, uh, 25. Yeah, with a 25, you are... Um, you're... You are confident that if you can get this material off it is not going to cause everything to collapse for as odd and alien as this architecture is it doesn't look like at the very least this building is not being held up largely by magic or whatnot so a couple of you know if you can pull the material away a couple of uh, pieces won't cause any major problems yeah that if i can find some points that are like not load bearing um Mm -hmm. I will try to just apply my Smith's tools, just like hammer and chisel style to for it. Uh, take some like shavings of this material so I can run like tests on it later. Just some paint chips. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like <laughs> a little snack for later. I'll just uh, no, this is not an Ignis snack. He likes glass. <laughs> um, what skill, ch- what ability score am I using with my Smith's tools here? I think this is strength. Strength? Like, you are you are straight up, like, okay. applying force on this to, to break a chunk off. Can I assist? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead and take that at advantage, Griff. Thank you. Uh, that's pretty good. That is a 17 plus 4 for a 21. Yeah. You are able to... Uh, Brother Lobazon, how are you helping? Uh, so essentially, I think with 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 this, it's it's observing particular points of pressure, right, where the pressure can be best applied. Mm-hmm. You know, again, if there's geometries at play, patterns are definitely one of Lobazon's uh, strengths. So, yeah. uh, discerning discerning the pattern, discerning the weave, and uh, sort of pointing out that's a good spot. That's the shatter point. That's a technical term. <laughs> If you failed at that, Arabin was just going to hack at the wall. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, go ahead and you can... um, I'll say you have three samples. Fractal Towers. Down in Fractal Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I can't wait to go back back home so I can do science. (laughs) It's hard to do science when you're also adventuring. Excellent. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah, that got me pretty good. Uh, yeah. are we are we inside the building? You are about to walk in. You okay. can be inside if you would like to be. Okay. We are inside the building. Is there one entrance? Uh, there is one entrance. Okay. We go inside the building and then I we immediately stop and I cast alarm over the door frame. Mm. So that what happened last time doesn't happen again. <laughs> Good call. I would also like to cast detect magic as we're getting ready to go inside the building. Excellent. Uh, concentration for up to 10 minutes. Cool. Um, I have one more spell that I would like to cast and I cast it on myself. So I don't think I've done this one. Um, oh. So, um, yeah, it's actually it's actually a uh, sorcerer spell. So, um after the alarm spell finishes up, Cecil uh, stands up and spins the wand and the clock appears and surrounds him and it just glows brightly and kind of fades back into him. Um, I cast protection from evil and good on myself. Okay. And we'll see if that figures out anything. Concentration in 10 minutes. Cool. All right. Anything else? Now that we're inside, does this sort of maintain that, that that same kind of organic flow? Is there an apparent sort of functionality again to this place, or well, is it sort of more of the same? Let me tell you about it. As you walk in, you find yourselves in what is kind of 
unmistakably a tavern. Uh, it. You see, there are tables scattered about the room. All appears to be made out of that same weird kind of synthetic feeling material and uh, Harper as you pull that away from the wall that is kind of the initial um, feeling that you get Brother Lobazon you can detect that too like this material feels weird like it is sturdy but feels cheap and hollow at the same time just in your hands the tables in this room seem to be made out of it as does what is recognizable across the world as a bar. There is a large kind of central oval with a a raised top. You can see beyond it, there are, you know, on the underside, there is some shelving there. And what is alarming to the three folks who have been here before is there is an orb glowing blue this time with a blue barrier just across the way. Keeping us from going farther up the stairs. Correct. Blue uh, balling us as a technical term. Mm-hmm. A very exactly. technical term, yes. Um, so that's mm-hmm. in the Outrider manuals and everything. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do have to learn how to deal with blue balls on our own. <laughs> Justin's disappointed. <laughs> Not mad, wanna... just disappointed. <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Justin. I didn't mean to uh, jump on your joke there. Did you want to get a hand on this ball? On this blue ball? I'm not even going to justify that with a response. <laughs> what kind of magic is the orb and or barrier with my detect magic spell? Abjuration. Okay, that checks out. As I look as I look above the bar, and I look around and we figure out it's a tavern, I look above the bar to where the name of this tavern would be. You do see a place. You actually duck your head back outside, and you can see there is a placard above it. Yeah. Unfortunately... What's it called, um, Chase? There's no. There's nothing written on it. Was it there before? Um, make an insight check. Oh, God. Nope, that's a nine. Mm. I, was, I was looking at balls. <laughs> yeah, hard to say. <laughs> it's... It's approximately a bar. I don't love this at all. Chase is the like the tables and chairs. I'm assuming are there tables and chairs set up like you kind of said? Yeah, like it looks there's like tables it's a bar and setup. chairs, and it's all made out of that same material. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, it, they're yep. not like wood or some other thing. Everything is made of the same uniform material. Correct. That's weird. Everything's chrome in the future. <laughs> That's very <laughs> weird. Am I getting sort of any uh, any sort of magical detection on the material itself? Give me an investigation check. Gladly. Oh, it's bad. Is it, Damn is it, it. cheap high school high school theater polyurethane? <laughs> <laughs> Everything is. I, I rolled the worst thing that a halfling can roll, and that's not a one, but a two. Two. So that's a nine. Yeah, with a nine, magic has clearly been at work at some point, but you can't put what actually is going on here. The problem isn't that you have no ideas. The problem is that you have so many ideas. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it could be so many different things. And your detect magic is like, you are there. Magic, yes. But what kind? Who say? Okay. Are the chairs and tables... Yeah, uh, and the bar stools and everything—is it all mm-hmm. separate, or does it all—is it all connected? Like, 
Is the table grown out of the floor or oh. can I knock it over or pick it up? Great question. The bar appears to be like growing out of the floor. The chairs and tables, no. You can pick those up. This is weird as hell. And would you describe them as empty chairs at empty tables, perhaps? <laughs> Absolutely. I would and like if to somebody guys, had just guys, added them to a barricade, maybe we wouldn't be having this discussion. We're, we're, we're in a bad high school production of Les Mis. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I would like to go to the table. I go to the table in the corner so I can see a world reborn. Knowing Chase, though, that is absolutely something he would do. Chase would absolutely do this. We've already done Sweeney Todd. You could lay Miz this and we would call you on it, but it would be I great. I was writing this and I was thinking, oh, I've got empty chairs and empty tables in here. Should I go more into this joke? No. They'll take me the rest of the way. Done. I know who I'm playing with. Done. Is it wishful thinking to hope that that orb just pours us a drink instead of gives us an unspeakable nightmare? This is the Nightmare Orb. No, it doesn't look like the Nightmare Orb. The Nightmare Orb oh. was actually... What color chairs? It was yellow. It was yellow. That one was yellow. This is blue. Um, and it was a different school of magic. It was... What was it, Chase? No, that was... All, I, think I that believe one, that was also abjurative. I think aberration. it was also abjurative because it's all barrier-based. It's all barrier-based abjurative. Okay. So... And how did you... How did you solve... Well, your nightmare orb issue like this. Go stand back. Cecil touches the orb. Cecil. Yeah. It's not often that you've been dressed down. So it hits all the harder when it happens. The loss of the Urksine device was a devastating blow to the scribes and crafters of the Outriders. Grand Commander Kendrick Sutton screams shaking a meaty finger in your face. You succeeded in your mission, technically. And the mangled golden box that housed whatever it was sits upon his desk. Luca sits next to you, unable to provide support against his irate father as he takes the twisted metal box and shatters it against the wall. You've given everything to the Outriders. But that wasn't enough for the Grand Commander. This loss, this vital moment, this despair lingers. You return to the present, and you feel a chill wash over your body. You know you can pass through the barrier now. Cecil? Yes. Yes, it worked. Um, Was it the same as last time? Uh, no, um, it's... This is... Mm, it's just memories. That's all it is. It's memories. What did, what did that moment look like to the rest of us? You saw nothing. You saw Cecil place their hand on this glowing blue orb. A moment of... Some emotion crossed their face, and then it was done. It took a three seconds tops. Probably some despair, some pain, some grief at a, at an old 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 memory being forcibly brought to the to the front of their brain. It um, that was not great, but I can walk through now and t to demonstrate Cecil Josen walks through the barrier 
Cecil, come come here for a second. Yes. Can you, um, I'm a little. I'm down here. Can you? Do you mind like taking a knee real quick? Yes. Um, I'm gonna take out my two tiny of my tiniest tinker tools, mm-hmm. and it's weird, but they I go toward your ascot and like pluck at a few of the not actually the threads, but like at the pattern on the ascot, and I'm gonna use magical tinkering. Um, your ascot will now emit a faint odor that smells exactly like Cecil's steeping scrolls. Um, it smells like old parchment and leather and dried tea and pickled lavender mushrooms or hibiscus mushrooms. Uh, we'll just like, all right, that should do you. Uh, pat, pat. Thank you, friend. Um, yes, yeah. it smells a bit more like home. So the, these orbs provoke these, these profound emotions and memories, but they don't stop you. No, no, uh, no. Um, I did, did you have to overcome uh, something or learn something to to pass through it. Did you feel trapped in there? Well, um, it was not a pleasant memory, to be sure. Um, and you, it is quite visceral reliving it. Um, but uh, this is this one, at least right here, was definitely a memory of a thing that actually yeah, happened. The first time around, it was all like almost like potentials or like something you fear could happen. But did you have to, to, to push through or was the was there a, 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 I suppose if it's meant to deter people, I could imagine something where you begin to feel emotions and you pull back. But this doesn't seem this seems to draw you in no matter what. Well, I chose to to touch it to of my own free will, right? I was not sucked in to touch it, but um, I imagine I could have stopped the memory or pulled my hand off of it too early. But um, you know, it just kind of you just, as long as you let it happen, it happens, right? Chase, I didn't feel yes. like I know I I we the players know I didn't make a roll, but yeah, um, no, you didn't feel anything pulling, and I think. The moment is so brief, you would have a hard time interrupting the memory from happening. Um, potentially possible if you wanted to. Um, but again, it would be, it would be difficult because it did happen so fast. Sure. Is this thing, is this thing learning from you then? Is this tavern something that it, fed off of or perhaps from the others maybe i mean can i can i make a check to see if anything in the tavern resembles the room from my memory more now go for it. yeah make a perception check 18 uh no no if it is learning it is not utilizing that information immediately hmm. i don't They're just I know there are creatures in the deep dark, the illithid, the mind flayers, that toy with mind and emotion. This mm. does not seem of their make and model. The what now? The illithids, yes. Cecil does a weird, like, uh, octopus thing. All of you, go ahead and roll me a history check on illithids. Oh, no. no. We're, we're, gonna, we're approaching <laughs> crossing the streams. We can't cross the streams. 
18. Uh, Lehman, the Illithids were the big bad from the first campaign. Oh, nice. Okay. That's yeah. a 15 for me. 15? Okay. I'm just assuming, I'm, I'm taking my favorite enemy and assuming I can give some, give basic D&D knowledge. 100%. <laughs> I, 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 I endorse wholeheartedly. I book. I should know it. <laughs> uh, 18 uh, for Harper. A 19. 19? Ooh. Also a 15. Also 15. <laughs> Excellent. Um, You would all know... Illithids are a thing. There is a debate in scholarly circles where they actually come from. Uh, many do claim that they uh, have their heritage into the deep core of the world. Um, there are others still that claim that they are from a further place somewhere beyond these realms it is it's really hard to say what was that harper you said you got a 19 right i got an 18 18 arabin got a 19 arabin you remember oh geez this would have been probably about five or six years ago for you uh you were sitting around a campfire this was back with you and your brother and uh, there was some guy around the fire just like super thick accent swearing up and down that his dad fought these things on the other side of the world that there was some massive fight it destroyed the city he was you know somebody who was scrapping and fighting he was a mercenary and got holding into it and then like it just completely disrupted his life <laughs> this guy ended up settling down and raising a family in this weird mountain city my bad my dude that's so fucking funny and then this guy left town <laughs> and came across the world and ended up at your fireside you never took any stock in it but hey, maybe there was something to it i just thought he was making things up I, look he could have been he still could have been. There, there could be no rhyme or reason, but it, it, this is not a barrier. Like, a wall is a barrier. This orb is not stopping you. It seems to be the, the nightmares feed into fears. This seems to feed into despair. If this is a reasonable entity we're going up against, it seems either it's trying to teach you something about yourself, which is very kind, or else it's wanting to teach itself something about those who pass through. Could just be a deterrence shows you these things you don't want to see, and then you don't want to go further. But the barrier disappears, sort of egging you on, daring you to go further and experience more. The first time we encountered this one of these things, I thought it was a test. Based on what you're saying, Lobazon, I think it might be a toll. To whom? Ain't that just the thousand gold piece question? The platinum question, if you will. It is the platinum question. Yes, thank you. Well, I've always been a fairly law-abiding citizen, so let's move forward. And Lobazon will touch. Brother Lobazon. The day you left home to join the swarm was the worst day of your life. You come from a small family. You remember your parents being ardent against you leaving. 
you were raised in a home that was for the eminence, ardent for the light of what is to come and beyond. They begged you, your father on his knees begging you, don't go, my boy, don't go. But your mind was made up. You turned your back and you took the hardest step of your life. And then the hardest after that, and an even harder one still. It is something you're usually able to put out of mind. Being by yourself was always the best way for you to clear your head. <sighs> but still, despair lingers. And you return to the moment. A toll indeed. And you are able to pass through the barrier. I don't know if I'm ready to face the past. I've done so much just to put it behind me. Can't move forward unless... You know what's behind you. So you want me to go before you? It's up to you, my friend. I'll... Arabin walks up and touches the orb. Harper's Arabin. racking her brain trying to think of what smells would comfort Arabin. <laughs> Arabin, you are alone for the first time in years. Honestly and truly alone. The dark of the woods creeps in around you with the sins of your past hot on your heels. Apollo is gone. Your conspirators are dead or captured and you don't know which is worse. It's you and you alone against the world as you tear through the late spring growth. And the last thing you feel before you snap back to reality is the warmth of the amulet that you are now accustomed to before it speaks. It was so much hotter then, and now it's almost a comfort, but the despair of that moment the despair lingers. You are returned. Arabin feels something on his face that he has not felt in a long time. And that's a tear. He says nothing. He walks towards the barrier. Yep. <clears throat> Ignis, give me a boost. Ignis walks up next to the orb. Its neck telescopes up. Boops the orb. Gets himself taken care of. All right. Harper, you see the shop in flames. Your dad holds you back as your mother, ever tough as nails, bails water onto the building. Neighbors come out to watch. Some help, but not enough. There could never be enough. You know that the worst of the fire is past your parents, blessedly survived, but everything is gone. Everything they worked for, everything you worked for, gone due to a single mistake that no one will know who made. It is all gone, every memory from when you were young. The loss, the despair lingers. Yeah, it's a real stinker, huh? Sound oh. great. All right, Ignis, let's get moving. 
I'm glad you don't have to deal with that, buddy. Oh, I hate to be that guy, but what about Crunchwrap? <laughs> Does he have to so touch So you put it? me in an interesting philosophical question. Does Crunchwrap have a soul? Have to, well, did Crunchwrap exist before he became a staff? Is he trapped in a staff, or is he a magical snake created by the staff? I used to be such a happy tree. <laughs> now I gotta bite people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in hell. That's now Crunchwrap's <laughs> canon voice. <laughs> um, hold on. I gotta, I gotta make a couple of rolls here. All I really right. hate to take away from the sort of the severity of the moment, the gravity of the moment. You but, know, uh, I we, can just turn him into a staff, walk through the barrier, and return him into a snake. There we go. Sold. I mean, he he boops his snoot on the orb, and then he just slithers up towards you. That's my boy, tough as nails. <laughs> You walk up the stairs and you find yourselves in a large central chamber, extending up four stories. Rooms open off a central hub with stairs going to balconies on each floor, doors leading off in several directions. The odd construction of this building is ever present. The the stone or whatever it is, is contiguous. But it appears that these doors are at least functional. And you can tell that, because as you enter the room, many of those doors open, and forms start lurching over to the balconies as the approximations bear down on you all. Let's roll initiative. And we'll call it there. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Griffin at GriffCold, Ryan at RyanRoll20. You can find Justin on TikTok at JustJustinMichael, myself at TQLoudly, and Lehman at Mayor Lovecraft. You can also find a wide variety of his projects over at LehmanKessler.com. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, remember to always, always look up when entering into an unknown space. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.